Greetings, and welcome to the Cerebral Women Art Talks podcast. I'm Phyllis Hollis, your host. As an extension of my Instagram page, Cerebral Women, this podcast offers insights into the visual art world. I interview artists, mainly artists of color and female artists, who will freely articulate what inspires their creativity. In addition, you'll hear interesting perspectives from dedicated art professionals who work with artists and the art institutions that feature them. I'm confident that collectively, these individuals will indeed stimulate your mind as they do our eyes. Please know these interviews are conducted in my Manhattan apartment, so please forgive the background sounds of city life. Welcome to the Cerebral Women Art Talks podcast. In this episode, I feature Raphael Barantini. He was born and currently lives in France. He studied in France and attended Hunter College of Art in New York City. Raphael has developed a singular and bold pictorial work, moving from a classical practice on canvas to large-scale textile and volume pieces that can be performative. He questions the portrait and the symbolism of representations in an aesthetic of collage that combines photography, silkscreen prints, and digital prints. His work takes the form of flags, banners, hangings, tapestries, or even ceremonial costumes such as capes. Raphael has been in several solo exhibitions in France, Spain, Turkey, and throughout the United States. He has participated in several group shows, and he has been the recipient of several awards and residency programs. Please visit CerebralWomen.com for his expanded bio. Enjoy this episode featuring Raphael Barantini. Welcome, Raphael, to my Cerebral Women Art Talks podcast. I'm delighted to feature you. Thank you. So when in your life did you discover your artistic passion? I think I was... uh still child. Uh, I was practicing music uh, before making any visual arts. Uh, so um, I was uh, in a band, a carnival band, playing drums and percussions. And at this time, I was uh, in mid, uh, mid-school and uh, my teachers, my art teachers were telling me that I should have uh, maybe a, a proper education in, in arts, visual arts. So I started to be interested in uh, painting and all uh, the different language of uh, visual arts. So it was kind of early. So as you began to study, was there a particular artist or a painting that really influenced you? My first access to, to art, to the contemporary arts, um, when I was in high school, was the artist, the American artist from the, the pop art movement. I think that's why I'm still using uh, printing a lot in my work. But uh, when I was in art school, I really had a, a crush on different artists. And also when I was studying uh, in New York at uh, Hunter College, I discovered all the very good artists that were not known in France at this time. And it's a shame, but, uh, you know, collagists like Romar Bearden, uh, painter, painters like um, Carrie James Marshall, all these artists were very uh, important uh, when I was uh, still an art student. And also it really 
it really gave me this approach to be what I wanted to express as a mixed race artist. I was not really supported when I was a student in my school and uh, the, the work I was developing around uh, representation and figuration were not too much on top of the of the list of my teachers <laughs> and uh, so that, that was in France and to be in New York and seeing um, a movement of artists since decades uh, from uh, from black and brown communities have uh, this language very close to mine was very important for me so yeah definitely uh, the discovery of uh, work uh, by Amer african-american artists were what was very important in my career. How would you define your practice? I define myself as a painter since the beginning because uh, it was uh, my main interest. But uh, rapidly, um, when I was uh, studying at the Beaux-Arts in France, the, the art school, I was in a painting class. But after two or three years, I started to express my uh, my work of painting in volume or through installations of textile. Of uh, I was still using canvas, but for creating uh, banners or flags. And more and more, uh, I have different languages in my work. So I still have this work on canvas, who refers also to the history of art and this, all these codes of portraits. And also, I think because uh, during my childhood, uh, I was a lot in, in the Caribbean because I have part of my family who is from, from Guadeloupe. And I saw all the traditions of carnival, the costumes, uh, the banners, the flags. I started to have a work of painting, but who was really um, yeah, influenced by the forms of, uh, of carnival. So, yeah, I have all these textile uh, pieces and now the, these textile pieces can be also activated in, in performances. So I have mainly painting, installation of textile and performances in my work. As you're preparing, let's say for a performance, right? Mm -hmm. How would you compare that to preparing to create a painting or to work with, you know, materials in the canvas? It's really different because um, in canvas, it's something who is visible for the whole time if it's uh, preserved. So uh, you have an image, a fixed image, and uh, it's something bidimensional also, bidimensional. Uh, for performance, it's really something that happened just a moment. So you have spectators who come for it. And um, my approach of performance is really uh, related to the community. So I try to imagine collective moments of memories also. So uh, for example, I did a performance in Savannah at the SCAD Museum. And uh, it, was a, it was a commission to celebrate the life and legacy of Frederick Douglass. And a part of my exhibition was outside the museum in big windows and the show was open like the whole day you, you could you could have access to the show just in the windows and uh, it was in the streets so 
I imagined uh, a performance of uh, revealing during the, the opening. And I worked with uh, a high school uh, marching band in Savannah. And we did a kind of procession uh, to celebrate Frederick Douglass. So we, we chose uh, a playlist of uh, tracks uh, referring to uh, the civil rights movement and also some uh, with some uh, hip hop um, songs uh, who was referring to this political uh, fight for freedom. And every single window like a march, uh, like a procession. And, um, and uh, yeah, I, I like to create this kind of collective moments of memory and tribute. So when you're working, do you, do you listen to music? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. And also, um, it's, it's funny because throughout the, the day, <laughs> you, you really have different, uh, different vibes. <laughs> so uh, the morning when I'm like focusing on what I'm going to do during the day, I'm like listening very calm music or um, like free jazz, stuff like that. So I can hear Sunra, I can hear Charlie Parker, this kind of music of jazzmans. And um, after that, I really like listen a lot of hip hop. So, so it's more, uh, it's more hip hop, uh, hip hop vibes during the day. And uh, at night, when I have very long night of work, because it happens when I have deadlines, it's more techno and, and electro music. So, yeah, it's really <laughs> depending. Right. You need that beat. Exactly. Um, <laughs> how do you keep learning? I keep learning uh, seeing exhibition, first of all. I think it's to still have a, a lot of curiosity for other artists young and, and, and older. So I'm based in Paris and um, I, I, I still have my community and friends of artists. So I think uh, it's very important as an artist to be uh, close to your contemporary friends uh, and, and the solidarity in, in the arts uh, world is important, I think, between artists. And also I love to, to see and support uh, very young artists who are just uh, at the uh, the beginning of their career. So uh, uh, I am now trying also to collect new young artists. Uh, and all this, um, I think, uh, helps me to still be in touch with the, the very young works also, I think. And when did the titles of your work enter the creative process? Always at the end. Sometime I need a lot of time to really decide. Some paintings can have one, two, three titles. Uh, and finally, I, I find the, the right one. I, I read a lot of poetry, so sometimes it can come from, from poems. I, I love to find titles for exhibitions, for example. That's a, that's a hobby. <laughs> so sometimes I, I, I'm like writing title, possible titles for upcoming uh, exhibitions um, just for fun so um, so yeah the titles are, are at the end and um, they have an impact I think on the narrative uh, you give in the in the work so it's very important to to let a, maybe a space for the the viewer and uh, imagination also for the the viewer so um, I try to 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 find the right one in, in that uh, 
that perspective. And when you're working, when you're creating a work, do you think about who the viewer is? Not really. Um, I really do what I want. <laughs> and uh, and uh, no, this is not very uh, important for me. And also, I think the audience is, uh, there are so many different audiences. And uh, I was surprised by, by the past that sometimes people who are not really close to, to the art world or who are not uh, very familiar with museums or galleries have a real interest in my work. And I'm very touched by this because uh, it means that it can touch anybody. So uh, I think it's important to be accessible also to to the majority of people. If you were not a visual artist, mm -hmm. what other career do you think you would have pursued? Oh my God, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe musician. Maybe musician because it was my first passion. So I loved to be in, a, in a, I mean, to be in bands. So, you know, when I was, uh, I was younger, I was... Uh, Uh, in this carnival band in the, the suburb of Paris. And um, we were playing uh, Caribbean music uh, for, for carnival. And I, I really love it because, I don't know, maybe uh, once again, it's an attraction for the collective. But I loved to be uh, in community and have the same passion and, uh, and also uh, the impact of music uh, in the Caribbean carnival is so powerful uh, musically but also uh, in the society it's it's practice that it's still important uh, today so you you have the impression to keep a tradition uh, living so um yeah maybe musician what are you excited about right now i am excited to I mean, to continue my work, it's maybe very common to say that, but uh, I think we are lucky as an artist to have a, a work where we can live with it. And, um, and also, uh, I mean, I really enjoy to work the whole day on my projects, on my upcoming pieces, and uh, that's uh, my everyday excitement. <laughs> but also... Um, in terms of, uh, of what, what is next, uh, I have a big project in Paris. Um, so I'm working on an upcoming uh, solo show uh, at the National Pantheon. And it's very exciting because uh, it's a very huge monument uh, with a lot of symbolics uh, about the history of France. And um, it's a, a commission from the French Ministry of Culture, and it's related to the abolition of slavery. So that's, that project, uh, it's very excited uh, for me right now. Exciting and important. Yeah, exactly. In school, art school, how do you feel art professors impacted your creativity? It's complicated to answer this question because um, I used to be in France uh, when I was studying at uh, the Beaux-Arts, uh, the fine art school in Paris. The way of teaching is very different than the one I could have uh, at Hunter College uh, in the US. In France, it was really uh, based on uh, a studio practice 
and the teacher uh, was just giving some advices, but he was not really present. So at the same time, we were very free and sometimes a bit lost. But at the same time, it was interesting because in a way, this absence will give us the opportunity to be who we are personally. And uh, we had a lot of freedom. Uh, when I was in the U.S., it was a little bit more um, in a way, uh, you know, I had, I had classes of painting, of printing, history class, art history class. And um, it was a little bit more, um, how do you say, um, a bit less free, in my opinion. Um, so I didn't really think I had, uh, when I was... Uh, student that I had, I, I had a, a teacher who really like changed my uh, way of working. I will say that the students around me really did the job <laughs> because collectively we were like giving advices, uh, feedbacks on the work and it really helped me. And that's fun because today I have the same group of friends and we were at school like 12 years ago. So um, you see how important it is. How would you define black art? It's not a simple question, <laughs> but I think what touched me in what we can define black art as black art is a sense of uh, community once again. I really feel that uh, maybe the underrepresentation that we had during years and decades uh, in the art world and uh, in the art history, we had a kind of answer to it and give our vision uh, of what we were as also a community. And, um, you know, if I see a painting of Carrie James Marshall uh, depicting, um, I don't know, a neighborhood uh, scene, um, with different characters. Uh, if I see, uh, uh, once again, a, a collage of Romare Bearden uh, depicting, uh, depicting a, a scene in Harlem, if I see uh, Jacob Lawrence presenting um, the Great Migration uh, from the South to the North, all these Black artists were uh, really... Um, in a way, uh, representing also just not them, but also the, commu the community where uh, they were uh, part of. Um, but of course, we also have other examples. So Sam Gilliam, for example, who is a very good artist and, and I am totally fan of his work, maybe because it's an abstract work, you don't have this feeling, but mainly um, I think about this uh, when I when I speak about black art, a care of uh, the people um, around us as artists. What does your workspace look and feel like? <laughs> um, my studio is really full. <laughs> I don't I, I don't have a big space um, like. For economic reason in Paris, it's 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 more and more complicated to have big spaces. I'm working on it. I'm I'm looking for a bigger space. But right now, I own a, 
Uh, a small studio, I, I mean, it's enough for my work for now, but uh, it's very full of things because I have a practice uh, of textile, of painting, of printing. So I have uh, six screen printing machines. I have all my frames of printing. I have, uh, of course, all my material of painting and also uh, a lot, but really a lot of fabrics, uh, lasers, any kind of uh, fringes, uh, glitters, and uh, and I have a lot of objects too. So um, as I said, I started to to collect uh, works from young artists. Uh, I have also some uh, a, a lot of images and composition uh, um, that I am working on on uh, on big on bigger boards on my walls. So it's really full. This has been a great interview. This is our last question. And that is, um, what do you feel is the purpose of art? And as an artist, what is your role? I will say that, of course, art is a, is a space of expression. So as an artist, I mean, I give my sensibility and my vision of the world. And uh, because I am in the visual in a visual language, I try to work with all these codes of uh, representation. So I do many figurations. So all my work was uh, since the beginning, since I was a student, I was uh, questioning, you know, this history of representation from the court portraits, from uh, the Western countries, you know, throughout many uh, centuries to now and how the representation had uh, an impact on uh, who we are uh, today. And um, I really think that artists shape a, a global vision. Um, and uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, life is impossible without art. And uh, also, you know, during the pandemic, we saw that art was really uh, uh, essential and important because uh, people were stuck in their apartment and they had to just do things, listen to music, read books and, um, and see art and, and, and movies. And, and um, I, yeah, I think um, we have a, a short existence and it's really better to think this existence uh, related to art because uh, uh, it's uh, your subjectivity. So as a single person, it's, uh, it's very important to say who you are and to express yourself and to give uh, your sensitivity to, to the world. Thank you for your contribution. And uh, I'm glad you came to the U.S. to study and to share your art with us. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Cerebral Women Art Talks podcast. For additional content, please visit CerebralWomen.com and be sure to follow Cerebral Women on Instagram.